Welcome. I'm Chaplain Kevin, and today I'm talking with Michelle, who as a young girl faced insecurity and instability. Throughout her journey, she learned the importance of showing up, which helped her to build a strong foundation of trust. This is Coping. Well, Michelle, thank you so much for joining me today. I am so excited to have you here with me and to hear more of your story. Thank you so much for allowing me to be here. It's a privilege and an honor. It's great to have you. So as I read your story, one of the main themes that came up for me was this idea of trust. How do you define that word trust? What does that mean to you? For me, trust means the ability to show up when You say you're going to be there, you're going to be there. Yeah. Where has showing up been important in your life? So I have an interesting relationship with trust. Um, When I was young, I had two parents that were going through a fairly contentious divorce. Mm. And often I felt like I was caught in the middle of that. I didn't have a deep sense of safety at either parent's house um, because Mm. of the nature of their divorce. Mm. Police were often getting called in um, Mm. as they were working through joint custody. Mm. I was often in a courtroom. Mm. I had to do some like psychological evaluations. So often didn't feel like I could... I would say really trust my surroundings. Mm. So already I had this shaky foundation of trust. And then probably the hardest part of that culminated when I was around, I think it's around six and a half. Every Friday night, I would wait for my dad. um, Mm. And Mm -hmm. I'm waiting for him to come pick me up. And I wait and he didn't show up. And we really lost contact with one another. I would get sparsely get cards. um, And then those came to a trickle. And it left me wondering what happened um, for about six years. Mm. And I think at that point, um, all bets were off on the the feeling, Mm. a sense of trust just in general. So even though I had... A fairly tumultuous childhood. My grandparents created this lovely safe haven for me. It was just a very rhythmic pace mm. at their house. I knew what was going to happen all the right. time. I knew during the summer right. times, my grandmother and I were going to sit and watch soap operas. I mm-hmm. knew she was going to fix me a sandwich at right. like 12 o'clock. I knew right. that every summer we were going to go away for two weeks to Silver Lake. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew my grandfather was going to pick me at a specific mm-hmm. time and take yeah. me to school at a specific time at the elementary school down the street. Right. They always showed up for me. Yeah. Those rhythms are so important for building trust. A- absolutely. Um, consistency, yeah. especially right. for a child who is kind of being tossed and turned, uh, right. is essential. And I'm right. so grateful that they were there. Mm-hmm. 
but there was still a huge gaping hole left in my heart from my Mm -hmm. dad not being present. Uh, When I entered into junior high, um, I was able to establish connection again um, with my Mm -hmm. dad through one of our mutual relatives. Wow. And um, it was somewhat of a surprise. I didn't think that I would be seeing him again. And, um, you know, he appeared on the phone one day, which Mm. was, you know, after six and a half years, you know, a a six and a half year old to about a 12 and a half year old. But I think even at 12 and a half years, I had the sensibility that I don't quite understand why this happened. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm going to give my dad the opportunity to be a part of my life. Mm. I think that was important for me to make that decision and give him another chance. Mm -hmm. So for two years, we reconnected and it was wonderful. Um, He was with another partner at that time and Mm. I would go down to their house and Mm. he he started to play that role again of that Mm. important male figure that I Mm -hmm. I needed and Mm -hmm. you know I I felt like I had my dad back right so for Thanksgiving um my dad his partner and I were planning on going on a ski trip and I was really Mm. excited um about a week went by and I hadn't heard from him. Mm. So I called to um, his house and mm-hmm. his partner at the time picked up and said, well, you haven't heard from your dad. And I said, no. And she said, well, he, he left. Mm. And I was confused, mm. um, hurt, I was so excited about this and Mm. I had put my trust in my dad Mm. and I think to have this happen a second time is in fact this expression would often play in my head fool me once shame on you fool me Mm. twice shame on me Mm. so you're 14 years old and you are learning yet again um, that sometimes our parents just don't show up for us when we need them to when we want them to how did uh, trust continue to evolve for you from there yeah it was challenging to say the Mm -hmm. least um at that point you know i recently um found some poetry that i had written and sometimes you forget in the recesses of your mind how angry you were Mm -hmm. um but Mm -hmm. i was angry Mm -hmm. and rage filled and that poetry says it all i mean Mm -hmm. um, some of it's hard to read i didn't have a therapist i probably you Mm -hmm. know i I needed to have gone to counseling or therapy to Mm -hmm. work that out but that wasn't presented as a option Mm -hmm. um and i just didn't frankly know about counselors and therapy at that point Mm -hmm. um when we're talking about trust Mm -hmm. um and where that kind of takes me i think i've at that point, I'm putting a lot of like false trust in relationships, um, trying mm. to find, it seemed like I was just in the quest of trying to find a boyfriend at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then once I got into uh, college, I actually ended up getting into a relationship and that mm. ended up being with my now ex-husband. Mm. We were together for 12 years 
I think he um, provided actually a very stable presence for me. Mm -hmm. And perhaps I did need that at the time, but then it ended up being very unhealthy Mm -hmm. after 12 years, so much so that Mm -hmm. it ended in our divorce. We ended up going to an emergency counseling session and the counselor clearly said a word I had never heard, which was codependency. Mm. And what I later learned that that meant for me, at least, was I could not depend on myself. Mm. Um, I could not trust myself. I could not trust Mm. myself to make decisions. I was looking Mm. for other people as Mm. outlets. It's very odd for me when I look back because I was so highly independent. Mm. You know, I traveled abroad when I was 16 and I lived there. I did all of that on my own. I was living quite like a fiercely independent life. And then when my ex-husband and I got together, I think there was something that just switched in my brain Mm. to being um, dependent on him Mm. and just seeing him as almost like oxygen that I needed to breathe. I needed him that badly in a very toxic way. Yeah, it, It sounds like you were fiercely independent, like you described, but I think you've been wanting to depend on um, others, especially these um, male figures in your life. And that desire to depend and to have somebody dependable then turned into the codependency. Yeah, I think because I didn't understand healthy dependence. Right. Um, So, yeah, that's a very keen observation that that search for just having a healthy dependency and desire ended up morphing into something very toxic Mm. you know the the moral about that story and the divorce that came out of it is man michelle you gotta figure out how to show up for yourself um, Mm. and depend on you Mm -hmm. first and that's going to be a real hard road for the next 10 years but that's where we're going um and it was such a like I said, the band-aid got pulled off in a real harsh way with the divorce. Right. And I mm-hmm. was almost thrown into boot camp on how to show up for myself um, in a mm-hmm. way where, as you pointed out, there's being fiercely independent mm-hmm. um, to the point where you are still craving people Mm. to show up for you and then there's um being independent in a healthy way of like i trust myself i know i can show up for me and i know i have a pocket of people Mm -hmm. who will also show up for me um in a Mm -hmm. healthy way um if i need them to but first and foremost i'm gonna trust myself i'm gonna show up for me right yeah those two things are not incompatible being Mm -hmm. independent and having dependable people we'll be right back Today's episode is brought to you by Be Well Resources. Be Well is a wellness organization that provides mental and spiritual tools for whole person health. Be Well helps you develop your unique gifts and discover your calling. Follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Be Well Resources to take your next steps toward being well. Welcome back. So you are find yourself now divorced. 
um, and in a boot camp of sorts of learning how to trust and depend on yourself. Um, where does your journey take you next? So my journey, I kind of got pulled in two different directions. Mm. Um, on one hand, I had people who started showing up for me. And interestingly enough, a lot of them are Christian. Mm. There was such a gaping hole in my soul at that point, mm. And they were nourishing mm. me in a way that I had never mm. been fed. Mm. It was with spiritual food. Mm. Um, at the same time, I think this was so new to me. Um, I was still, it was like a divergent path. Mm. I was going down another path of old habits mm. of codependency. Mm. So I had some rebound relationships. Mm. I was still looking for that soul to be filled mm -hmm. in a very destructive manner. Sure. And so I was dealing with a lot of anxiety at this point, mm -hmm. um, just trying to find stability for myself. And then this all kind of culminated. Mm -hmm. I was on my way back home. Mm -hmm. I was already anxious, driving a car, and I had a fender bender mm -hmm. with another vehicle. Mm -hmm. So I'm jobless holding on to any financial resources I had. Mm -hmm. I get into this accident. Mm -hmm. I think that this company is going to come back and sue me because they sent their workers to a hospital mm -hmm. again, just to as a routine checkup mm -hmm. to make sure everything was okay. Mm -hmm. um, and it just kept me in the spiral. I mean, that's what anxiety mm -hmm. will do to you. Anxiety will just keep you in the spiral of the worst case scenario mm -hmm. for as long as you, you are kept mm -hmm. in it. And it takes sometimes a lot to pull you out. So for one week, I was in um, a, con a constant state of anxiety. Wow. I went to my neighborhood dog park and a neighbor of mine saw how anxious I was. And she had known a lot of background. In mm -hmm. fact, she was one of the ones that I was going to buy Bible studies at her house. So my neighbor pulls me into her house and she said, Michelle, with all the Bible studies mm. that you've been going to, mm. has anybody asked you to make a commitment to trust him with your heart? Mm. And I said, no. Mm. And I think the important thing to keep in mind, again, because I'm a new person to faith, mm. I did not know what this question meant. Mm. I, to me, it had no more bearing than asking me if I want butter on my toast. <laughs> like, literally, right. I did not think about right. it. I did not understand quite what she was asking mm. me. And all I can tell you is when I said yes, mm. this immediate wash of calm, mm. like, I could not describe came over me. It was a night and day difference between me entering her house and prior to her praying for me. Mm. I literally can't explain mm. it. It's one of those moments that there is no explanation. Mm. There's no cerebral explanation. Mm. I can't put logic to mm. it. Yeah, something happened, something transformed inside of you. Yeah, it, exactly. Um, so that moment really put me on a path of putting my trust in God, and then ultimately, it's putting our trust in ourselves. Mm. And it really set up a very good foundation for me over the next several years mm. of being able to um, make thoughtful decisions, ones that I um, could get behind mm -hmm. 
So much so, um, you know, in 2018, so now it's five years after I sat with my neighbor and she prayed um, for me and with me. And God puts a prompting on my heart Mm -hmm. to go through what I call the year of forgiveness Mm -hmm. or the forgiveness train. Mm -hmm. And it was essentially laying aside all of the hurt and the pain that I had Mm -hmm. from some grievances and relationships. You would think that I would have gotten eased into this, Mm -hmm. but no, um, we started with the one that I had the hardest time, Mm -hmm. which was my dad. Mm -hmm. So this comes, you know, somewhat full circle. It's now, you know, the last time I had seen him was 14 and a half and I'm now 37. That's 23 years. Yeah, it was a long time that had gone by and again through a relative of mine she was able to connect us and we ended up meeting for dinner i'm still somewhat angry dismayed confused but i lay all that aside and i go to that dinner and we sit down and we had for all intents and purposes what was a very awkward Mm. conversation Mm. for about two hours But that started us on the path of, of starting a relationship again. Mm. That uh, dinner led to another dinner. Mm. And that led to me inviting my dad down to my house, mm. a house that I had rented mm. for several years. Mm. And I had this dilapidated piece of dirt in the back mm. And I just wanted my dad's opinion mm-hmm. on this garden. Mm-hmm. What what was I, you know, I wanted this thing to be a beautiful garden. I had lived in this place and I actually wanted it to feel like home. Mm-hmm. And my dad is well versed in construction and just being able to build things from scratch. Mm-hmm. So as we were talking about this dilapidated piece of dirt and what I could do with it, he made the suggestion um, to my surprise that he would come down and on the weekends, we would do this as a project together. I, I think those first few meetings, again, were the start of a relationship, but that garden project mm-hmm. was the impetus for us to actually build out a blossoming relationship. Mm. What advice do you have for others that may be struggling with trust and uh, desiring for others to show up for them. What, what advice do you have for them? What I've learned is, first and foremost, you have to show up for yourself. Mm. Because if you can't depend on yourself, mm-hmm. then you do start putting trust in the wrong places. Right. And right. secondly, I would say that trust is a process. Mm. It took a lot of time, I mean, 23 years, mm. It really does take time to build a foundation of trust to to have a solid relationship with somebody else. Um, Lastly, I think trust can easily be eroded, Mm. but trust can also be rebuilt. Again, it can take time. Mm -hmm. It can take a series of events for that to happen. Mm -hmm. But our relationship is a testament to the fact that it can be rebuilt and beautiful Mm -hmm. things can come from Mm -hmm. it. It can sprout anew Mm -hmm. and it can blossom into something that is so magnificently beautiful. You just can't picture it. You can't imagine it. Well, Michelle, I just thank you so much for sharing your story with me, uh, with us. 
your wisdom, your vulnerability, your strength. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your story with us. Thank you so much for allowing me to be here.